What's going on everybody? It is Tuesday and uh, checked in here for the uh, little late recording, night version. And um, I, had a, I had a great day, had a great uh, week as well. I think last week I didn't record anything at all. And uh, maybe I did, I don't, I don't actually remember. I don't know if that's the right thing to say or not, but it is true. Been having some really great weeks. A lot of going on. Business is going really well. A lot of things happening with the laundromat. A lot of things happening with the gym and medical practice. Uh, just a lot going on overall, and it's been it's been great. I've been feeling way less distracted. Therapy's going well. Uh, highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Um, else. I'm reading, uh, actually, I have uh, a bunch of things going on right now in terms of, like, just shit rolling around in my head. So that's good, as as far as podcasting goes, I suppose. (laughs) And um, big ones are, I'm I'm reading a couple of books right now, and I'm using reading quite loosely. I, uh, I use the Audible app when I'm driving. I, uh, I like it because I can save a lot of books and I'll actually listen to them in the car and then the ones that I really like I'll also buy a hard copy because I like to um, gift them or loan them out when people ask me about certain things or perspectives that I've garnered you know? so I like to give those out or at least just have them uh, for myself and um, I often will do this, will uh, I'll listen to or do a combination of listen and read to uh, you know, two or three books at a time a lot of, uh, a lot of the time. And so right now I've, uh, I've got two of them going and um, I'm going to butcher this. So my apologies to the authors, even though they are very unlikely to ever hear my podcast. So I suppose it's fine. But um One is about time management, and the whole premise is reframing the way you look at managing time to uh, instead managing your mind and your mindset, and to stop utilizing time as a God value, um, but focusing more on how you spend that time and how you feel um, about the tasks you're doing in the time you're doing them. So uh, kind of a quality versus quantity lens. And then the other one is about, uh, it's if you've ever read the book, The Five Love Languages, this one is The Five Appreciation Languages in the Workplace. And it's all about how to show appreciation for co-workers, for your supervisors, for your employees, um, the people around you. And um, it's really great. If you've read the five love languages, then you'll know that this book is very, uh, very similar and I think equally valuable, maybe even more truthfully. And both of these books 
have really got me thinking uh, about a couple things yeah, just with regard to how people use time and how people think about their interactions with other people in that time and really just the consideration for others I guess is what I'm getting at and so part of the uh, part of the thought process here and kind of what I was getting at earlier today I've been chewing on this idea and it kind of just keeps going through because I just um, I just took one of the, uh, the tests for this book, The Five Appreciation Languages, and it just kind of got me thinking a lot about some of the concepts from the mind management book, and just about kind of who I am consistently, you know, what sort of behaviors and traits I um, I have and I display regularly and how good it feels when people understand who I am and how I best operate and, you know, the kind of subtle uniqueness of how I work, you know, do my best work. And I started thinking about, uh, going back to the five appreciation languages, I started thinking uh, about how... I do that for other people, or in some cases, how I don't do that for other people. And it really just uh, set off this kind of roller coaster of thought. And I'll try to keep it tight so that way nobody gets lost. But when I was thinking about all these things, I, I constantly think about the, the little interactions that I have with people and that just everyone has with anyone they come in contact with regularly, whether it's people you know really well or people you work with or people that you just kind of meet subtly, and how superficial so many things are and how little effort we put into really understanding people and trying to see who and what they are. And I'll, I'll give a, a good example of some times that um, that I, I have failed at this, and it is actually from a personal relationship. One of my one of my best friends in the world. His name's Lou. The guy is so absurdly good. He's just such a good friend. He's the type of friend that makes you feel like bad about yourself and I don't mean that in a, in, in, a, in a negative way I mean he's such a better friend than I am that it's like oh my god <laughs> it, it makes me sad a little bit because he requires so little to just continue to be the like stand out just incredible friend that he is that he just makes you, <laughs> without doing anything other than just being himself, he makes you want to be a better friend all the time. It's just him being there as a constant reminder to be a better friend because he is that without any effort. Examples being, I am like, maybe not entirely, but I'm like so close to 
a recluse. I will just drop off the face of the earth for weeks, months at a time. And this is like absolutely my toxic trait, 100%. Because it's not indicative of anything other than my own internal struggles, right? I just really fold up into myself and put my head down and I just, I work. That's what I do. I just put my head down at work. Which would probably explain, you know, why uh, three of my best friends uh, in the world are business partners of mine. Like, you know, you just keep them close, you know? <laughs> but, but, but with this guy, Lou, I will, uh, I will drop off the face of the earth and, you know, not reach out to anybody for no reason other than, like, what I just said. I just, you know, I just work. I just put my head down and I just grind it out and I just kind of deal with my own stress and, you know, my own bullshit all on my own. Not because I, like, prefer it that way. It's just, like, my go-to strategy, I guess. Um, and this dude just constantly is always reaching out. He's always checking in for no reason other than to just, like, make sure, like, hey, man, how you doing? How are you feeling? Everything all right? Just wanted to check in on you. You know, just wanted to reach out and, uh, you know, see how things were going, check in on your family, see how your son's doing, you know, he, <laughs> he asks about my in-laws, he asks about my grandmother, like, just this guy, for no reason other than he just genuinely cares, and I fucking love this guy, like, it's just one of those things where, I'm like, holy shit, this guy just constantly just caring about other people and it makes me like it's, it's a reminder it's just a reminder that there are there are people in my life and in the world who are what's the word I'm looking for they just unconditionally love and appreciate you and they need so little in return not to say that relationships should or are transactional in nature, should be or are, but doing that for him, reaching out just unprompted, I know that makes him feel like loved and seen and appreciated, and it, him being that constant beacon of like gratitude and appreciation and just like love from uh, you know a male friend in my life is a constant reminder that I can and should extend that same feeling to the other friends in my life to the other people in my life and and I I give him all of the credit for that and uh, I don't think I've ever actually said that to him before or, or even alluded to it. Um, but it, it is very true. You know, he provides me with those little touch points, those little reminders to just check in with the people that I care about and to um, just be a better, better person in my mind, a better friend. And he's a, a big reason why... I, uh, I, I recorded that one uh, podcast about, you know, don't give up on your friends, you know, 
friends that I hadn't seen or talked to in forever, and, and he's a big reason why I I was kind of able to wrap my head around that and, and be able to do that and make that decision. And now, you know, my, my friend Dan, you know, I feel like, you know, we're talking on the phone like once a week now, which is crazy because there was a time in uh, both of our lives where I would be lucky if I talked to him once every couple of years. You know, and when I say lucky, I'm, that's, that's, a, that's a stretch because it was really my own fault. And so the point here isn't to like bash myself, right? Um, although uh, maybe maybe it's deserved uh, or uh, just a nice reminder every so often to like do a better job. But the point that I'm getting at here is um, so little effort is put into really understanding and thinking about the other people that you surround yourself with and how you manage your your time and your effort and consistency into things I, I guess what I'm saying is there's there's no free lunch and it's that's that's one of my favorite sayings because ju- just because you're 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 trying to to keep your head down and hustle and push through and be productive and you know do all of the right things that you know somebody's supposed to do to you know, see their predetermined, acceptable level of success. Just because we're, we're doing all those things, it doesn't mean that that's exclusively the right thing to do. And this might this might sound contradictory, but. By, by reading these two books and kind of uh, reading, by listening to these two books, um, keep catching myself doing that, I'm really maturing this perspective that I have on, um, I guess the best way I can formulate it in words would be on time spent. And um, just what I I focus on, I suppose. So much of my life since I was 20 years old, so the last 11, almost 12 years, have been spent on just keep pushing forward, keep moving, keep driving. You know, you got to work hard to achieve the success you want have to push through and sacrifice. That's the word. You have to sacrifice and, and you know, hustle. You know, all those buzzwords, grind. Um, you gotta make shit happen. You know, I've been focused so exclusively on that that I personally didn't realize the sacrifices that I was making on multiple other fronts and how great those sacrifices would would turn out to be would would they they, they would mount right they just become so large and I, it's just got me thinking about that because the way people spend time I've uh, touched on this a little bit before there's there's a the rate of diminishing returns there's a there's a degree of 
intensity or efficiency, however I guess you want to think about it, where hyper-focusing on something so aggressively will actually start to yield negative results. And those negative results aren't always easy to recognize immediately. Sometimes the, the repercussions, you know, these negative results, they're, they're, the ramifications of these aren't uh, fully understood or seen until they compound over time. And that's where I say that there's no free lunch, right? You know, just because you're getting this one thing doesn't mean you're not sacrificing another or a better way to say it doesn't mean that something else isn't paying for it just because it's free to you. So what I was thinking about more, you know, more in depth was how little people focus on those little interactions and how, you know, every day is an opportunity, right? You you can go out and it's never going to be perfect, but you, you get a chance to go out and do a better job than you did yesterday. You can audit how you handle things, how you handle people, you know, what you focused on, and you, you get to go out and try to do a better job this time around. And so, I just kept thinking back to all of these little things point back to something that I've been uh, talking with my therapist about and just kind of uh, mulling over and trying to recognize what it meant. You know, my therapist keeps saying things about, you know, you got to enjoy the journey and things like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm mocking this because up until recently I had no idea what that meant. Um, many ways I think of things in like incredibly drawn out abstract ways where I can put together multiple scenarios and kind of paint a picture and you know see the parallels and things like that and then in other ways I'm like I just flatly do not understand what you're saying and these two books have started to kind of draw some things together for me I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is to start to think a little bit more about how you're spending time and what are the like ultimate top-end values you're using to make decisions. Um, this book uses the, the term God value uh, with regard to time. such a high importance on the efficiency of time spent or utilized, you start to do things that don't really make a lot of sense. You start to do things in the name of efficiency, but the return that you start to get is inherently negative. You know, uh, an example they use in that book is if you're running to work all the time, 
and it's not like just like running to work. I mean, like if you're just like rushing constantly, and you know, the reason is because you're trying to spend less time, you know, walking to work. Well, anything that might happen on that walk to work is no longer an option. There's no room for it. And you don't know what sort of opportunities those are going to bring. If you see a friend on the street, or you maybe see $100 on the ground, or I don't know, just like a bunch of different things. It's just a uh, general concept. And so, so that frame was really helpful. And then tying it back over into how people are appreciated, it's just all of these things are kind of like micro-interactions. They're all these tiny, tiny little things that when they're not at the forefront of what you're doing and how you're feeling, we, we, we tend to ignore them. Or maybe not the forefront, but when we don't recognize them uh, semi-regularly, we, we tend to just do just act. And that's where the little subtleties are, are lost. Those little, little micro interactions. I'll use the example I gave before with my friend Lou. You know, every time this guy texts me to check in because he's just a better person than I am and just genuinely cares and he puts the effort in to, to think and ask and you know even these little little tiny things it means so much to me every time he does that and then I don't respond or I forget to respond or I get distracted because I'm doing something and I don't prioritize that even for a moment because God forbid I take up any of my day to distract from the things that I'm doing that are so much more important God forbid I I I forget, you know, or whatever the case is. When I don't do that, maybe the first time, it's fine, he understands. But the second, third, fourth, you know, you stop answering, you stop responding, you, you don't put even an ounce of effort back into it. Well, how long until I jade this, like, fantastic human to where that they just stop putting the effort in at all. And now this like very subtle low touch thing that this this guy is doing which is like realistically holding our friendship together, right? Um because of something subtle, because of something seemingly insignificant in the moment. I lose, uh, I lose a relationship, I lose a friend, because I, uh, I couldn't possibly make the time, you know, I couldn't possibly be interrupted in that moment, because God forbid I, um, I took any extra time to think about the other people in my life and how it might affect them. You know, that's what happened with my friend Dan, you know, I just stopped, you know, and it, the time just got bigger and bigger in between times where we, we spoke or interacted or saw each other and I, uh, I risked losing uh, a very, very good friend and now that's a 
a very specific example, but that's what happens when you get a little too high strung. You, you know, your head's a little too far up your ass because you're so focused on the one thing in front of you. You got your blinders on and life continues to happen all around you, but you're just so steady focused, lasered in on the one thing. say whatever you want. Maybe you don't give a fuck about any of your personal relationships. Maybe you don't care about opportunities that aren't directly in front of you. And that's fine. That's on you. I'm, uh, I think I'm a pretty solid case study in, uh, that's probably not going to work out and you're probably going to be pretty fucking miserable. I know I was. If I didn't have the friends that I have, I, uh, I wouldn't talk to anybody other than the people I This comes right back down to kind of picking your head up and, and looking around and seeing what's going on outside of yourself so you know with this book you know uh, two of my partners were all reading this book and the point is to not have that message of appreciation for other people get lost in the intensity of our work we're all very focused and we're all results and data driven and we're trying to build something great but you don't do that without the um, I don't want to use the word help because that's not the right word without the influence of other people without other people getting involved and in putting their their own touch on it their own effort into it Great things are built by by groups. I guess that's why they say things when it comes to raising kids. It takes a village. I think when it comes to building anything or raising anything uh, great, it takes a village. And you cannot be an island. And so our implementation of this book is so that way things don't get lost in the translation of our appreciation. Of course we appreciate people. Of course we value the work they do and the effort they put in and their commitment and all of those things. But for us to think and act as if all people see things and appreciate things in all of the same way would be ignorant. But it would also be really easy to do. It would be so easy to just, you know, provide people with, you know, regular reviews and appropriate uh, compensation to like industry standard and average and metrics and, you know, do company outings. Like it would be so easy to do those things, but you're always going to inherently miss the mark with some people who otherwise do great work 
and will as a result feel unappreciated or underappreciated because things are not the way that they understand or appreciate them. And I just think that that's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. It, it all just kind of, this is a huge rant, so I hope people are following me. But if you're not, sorry, this is just the way my brain works. So, so, but it, it comes down to the mind management of, of like productivity and time. And I come back to the original thought slash statement of how much I appreciate it when people understand how I do my best work and how I feel appreciated and it comes down to the way that I like to utilize time is specific the way that I'm most effective is specific um, I think I've mentioned this before I'll mention it again um, one of my partners has uh, described me in two different ways which I find both to be hilarious but also pretty accurate in a way that is Concerning, but also um, <laughs> enlightening at the same time. Uh, he's referred to me as a, a, a cannon or a shotgun. And uh, the rationale was, where, whatever direction you, you point this device, there will be acute and devastating destruction. So you have to be careful where you aim it. <laughs> Because if you aim in the wrong direction, it could be incredibly negative. But if you aim it in the right direction, it could be so uh, effective that it is, it's just the ideal uh, tool for the job. And it's, uh, I, I think that's very funny because I very much see the way that I spend time. I see the comparison very well. And I'm very self-conscious about this, truth be told, because at uh, a quick glance, some might draw the conclusion that I'm uh, not very effective or efficient is probably a better word. I'm not very efficient with my time. And... Um, some cases, on some days, on some moments, that would likely be accurate, at least acutely. But then there are, you know, significant other times where my uh, proficiency or progress on a given thing is uh, over the top. You know, doing uh, some projects or some things that might otherwise take uh, weeks or months and, you know, hours or days, and it, uh, it kind of just depends on where things are, and that's kind of just how I operate as a creative, and in the wrong environment, that would not be valued, that might be seen as a negative thing, as a, an inconsistent thing, or, you know, whatever, and then me, these are likely just my own, uh, internal, like, 
love me, <laughs> my own uh, my own struggles, uh, projections rather. But that's a that's a concern, and I I don't think I'm so different from other people that others might feel the same way, might be worried about similar things. Now, I fully recognize that not everybody has the, uh, the same situation as myself, where you uh, might own multiple businesses with multiple partners and be able to structure your day in, in a certain way, but I also will challenge that if you're in the wrong environment where people don't try to understand who you are, it's likely the wrong environment. Because they're they're kind of hand-in-hand hand twofold. You want to get the most out of time spent on anything, because we often associate uh, money with time. You know, time value often has a cost, a monetary cost. But it's also about averages and productivity and the quality of those averages and that productivity. And if you have a person who's uh, an incredible creative and who's incredibly effective, um, but the way that they utilize their time is, is specific to their own process, if you don't take the time to understand that person and really find out, then you're going to do a disservice to them and you. You're going to lose an asset, and you're going to put a person on an island where they feel unappreciated, misunderstood, um, really just uh, generally like shit. So it kind of comes full circle this conversation in that how we look and think about our own time and how we think about how other people view our time and our actions as well as how we view other people their time and their actions I, I think we as a, a society business need to put a much larger emphasis on the individuality of people, their contributions, their, you know, little touch points, their little idiosyncrasies, uh, idiosyncrasies, <laughs> um, the little things that they do and that they, they need and that helps them feel appreciated and productive, creative, best version of themselves and to create and execute in a way that benefits all parties involved. And now this isn't just for business, it also is for more personal lives. I touched on how we, we often will work ourselves into a, a rate of diminishing returns. And what I was directly referencing is um, my own example of putting my head down for so long, 
once I came up for air, thank God I still had friends who were just better people than I am. Because it could very easily go the other way. You know, somebody disappears for a year or however long, and what do you do? How, how long do you consider that person a friend or keep up with that person? I don't know. Again, maybe my own insecurities, but I know that having not had that perspective of I hadn't spent any time with any of my friends, I hadn't had any of that social time, I hadn't taken a break, I hadn't felt what it felt like to spend that time and to socialize and, and to just get those enormous benefits from being around the people who cared about me most and whom I cared about most, from going from not having that to spending even the smallest amount of time, the difference that it's made in how I feel mentally, emotionally, my energy, like even things like my sleep, there are so many things that I've been able to draw like positive results from and they have nothing to do with working harder or grinding or putting in more effort or any of those things. If anything, it, it, by, by taking those steps back and by opening the door and kind of like, you know, coming up for air, if you will, I've increased my ability to not just produce good quality effort, but to be creative to understand myself and to, to just keep going at a, at a rate that I feel good about, I'm proud of, a, a way that I can enjoy my life and my existence, right? It just, um, I don't know, those two books, between the two books and then my therapist, I don't know, I, I totally believe in serendipity and, uh, you know, just the what you need, you know, what you get out of life is really what you put into it. And if you put in the right things, you, you get what you need. I, um, between those three things, I really just feel like, um, I, I, I get it. I have seen kind of, uh, what it means to see, like follow that journey, enjoy that journey. And it, uh, it invigorates me and energizes me to put very real, tangible effort into recognizing other people and how they feel appreciated and how they understand time spent and all those things. It, it makes me feel good about putting in direct effort to do that for other people. So I guess that's my my rant for, for today, and um, I don't apologize for it being so ranty, but I do understand <laughs> if, uh, if you're lost or have, you know, even in some cases probably turned this off already, but as, uh, as always, the same, the same offer, it's an open door. If you have questions or you want to talk about this more or there's something that maybe you'd like to clarify or anything like that, 
reach out directly. I would uh, genuinely uh, and openly accept the, the message and the feedback and the conversation. I'd love to talk about it. Uh, this is the stuff that really inspires me. And, um, like I said, if it could help one person, you know, ever, not even just in totality, ever, uh, even one time, then that makes it even more worth it because it makes me feel good to do it. The, uh, the podcast and then to be able to help someone also genuinely makes me feel really good just as a person in service. But that's it for now. Uh, I'm going to sign off. Uh, for those of you who don't know already, uh, I'm Derek Marset, and this is the Marset Perspective. And I, uh, I appreciate every damn one of you guys. Thanks.